This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome. It is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. In a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. JohnnySmartpoint.com. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. As of tomorrow, you won't need to have a decal on your license plate to prove your insurance is up to date. That's as ICBC moves towards making it easier for us to renew our car insurance online. Sunday, May 1st, is the official launch date. Uh, That's tomorrow for the new ICBC service, though 3,000 drivers have already taken advantage of the service and renewed early. The corporation is claiming that most people will be able to update their personal auto insurance coverage, get available discounts, and specify the drivers listed on their policies and how the vehicle is used, and do it all in less than 10 minutes. Vancouver's vacant home tax has gone up another 5%, all all in an effort to make sure owners make their homes available to rent. City Council voted unanimously in favor of raising the tax next year from the current 3% and will also double the number of audits that it conducts to make sure that homeowners are complying. The 5% tax means if you own a million-dollar house, and leave it empty, it'll cost you 50 grand a year unless you have a valid reason to keep it out of the rental pool. The levy was introduced back in 2017 at 1%, was raised to 3% for 2021, and uh, now it's uh, 5% as Vancouver struggles with a vacancy rate that is the lowest in Canada. Vancouver Council has thrown out the idea of security cameras permanently installed around the city. Councillor Melissa DiGenova failed to win a single supporter for her motion when it was debated on Wednesday night. A lot of uh, fellow councillors voiced their concerns about the cameras targeting already marginalized communities. Vancouver police say there are more random assaults every day in the city, so the cameras would help. Council held a special meeting Thursday night at City Hall to talk about public safety concerns, with several dozen speakers getting up to voice an opinion. Police in Richmond are warning the public about what they say is a debit card fraud scam involving a fake taxi, a taxi driver, and a fake passenger. Mounties say there have been four reports of the scam since last Friday, and investigators are working to identify two male suspects in their 20s. They say a young man has approached people in busy parking areas, asking the potential Good Samaritan to help pay for his taxi because he doesn't have enough money. Police say victims of the scam are told by the driver of the fake taxi, which is described as a white Toyota Camry, that he doesn't take cash due to the pandemic and he also doesn't accept credit cards. And they wind up providing the PIN for their debit card, which is replaced with a bogus card. He gives them another card back and then they end up using that card to rack up a bunch of debts. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, we're going to talk real estate and guiding us through this market. A lot of changes in the past few weeks and months. 
Uh, we'll be talking uh, to John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. His website is johnnysmartpoint.com. And we'll talk to John when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is Martin Strong and it's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And there is a lot to talk about when it comes to real estate. A lot of things happening in this market. A lot of people wondering, did I miss it? And uh, my next guest uh, says, not so fast. You may still be able to take advantage of this red hot real estate market. My guest right now is our old friend, John Carlson from 2% Realty. You know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, if you would like to uh, to kind of dip your toe into this market and see what's going on out there, uh, you should go to his website at johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And he's with us now. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, Martin. I'm doing great. And it's, as always, wonderful to be back to see you. Yeah. So there's lots to talk about. Uh, there, there is a lot of articles I'm reading uh, on both sides uh, of this market. A lot of uh, people are saying that all the recent, uh, r- the rise in uh, the interest rates and uh, things like the, uh, the empty homes tax going up, a lot of people saying, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slow down the market. But other people say that uh, it's it's full speed ahead, and we're going to get into that. But first, um, I have someone on the line who you've been dealing with. Uh, her name is Helena, and uh, you worked with her, and she wanted to come on and talk about working with Johnny SmartPoint. So let's talk to Helena. Hi, Helena. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Great, great, great. So you just worked with John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, and uh, you sold a townhouse in Pitt Meadows. It, it and it it was a pretty quick process, wasn't it? Yes. So so that must be a huge relief for you. That I mean, w- were you expecting it to be so quick? Well, I was, you know, cautiously optimistic. I'll say. <laughs> and and you have a long history with John. Uh, he sold a house for you in Pitt Meadows in 2016, and that's when you bought the townhouse. Uh, and you decided to use him again. Why did you want to go back and uh, deal with John again to sell this townhouse? Uh, I thought that um, you know those two transactions were pretty successful. Um, I've I've bought and sold other properties, like not a whole lot, just you know uh, a handful for personal you know moving. But um, yeah, and, and he was great. Uh, you know the the price is right as well, of course. But he's also like a great negotiator. He's really collaborative and and listens, and he's really knowledgeable. You know, um, just listening to him. You know, he, he knows his craft, I guess. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, and you, you say the price was right because uh, you did get multiple offers. Tell us about the process of that. What was that like? So, yeah, I mean, this uh, crazy market, which is uh, weirdly enough the, the same type of market that I bought this townhouse in and, <laughs> uh, you know, ended up being offer number five of six. Uh, so, yeah, we had three offers and, of course, they come in at the, the 11th hour. And so, yeah, he just presented them to me as, as you do these days and, we, we talked about all the various um, pros and cons of each. 
Um, I was, of course, the, the, the biggest offer came in first. So that was really nice. <laughs> you know, just knowing <laughs> that, okay, we're, we're on the, on the right track here. I, I kind of had some expectations around how much it would be. And we listed, you know, lower because, you know, I didn't want to get too excited. Of course, back to that, the realism that I, and, you know, cautious optimism I alluded to. So, yeah. Um, what, what more do you want to know about that? Yeah. So, so tell me about working with John. I mean, what what did you like about working with John? Um, I, I I often hear from people that that he's very patient, that he's not pushy, and he he listens to to the people he's working with. Yeah, I would definitely concur on that. He's you know um, just very professional, but you know really fun at the same time, and very personable, and disarming he's not like kind of that salesy sort of uh persona that sometimes gets associated with realtors so yeah just really really like working with him and again you know he's just very professional so that rounds it all out at the end of right so he's he's a real person he's not an overly slick dude is that what you're saying yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're a renovator and a decorator yourself, so you you kind of understand, um, you know, the real estate game probably a little more than some people. And uh, yeah, how did that help in the sale of the townhome? Well. You know, it's funny, I, I wouldn't call myself either of those things. It was, it's kind of more just uh, that it's just so happened that probably every p- property I've bought, I've uh, put my own personal touch on it. Um, yeah. This particular town home was uh, a big project for me, and uh, I'll, I'll likely never do it again, to be fair, because this is a lot of work. And, uh, you know, I have a day job, I volunteer a lot, and, you know, I kind of just wanted to do it just to say I did it, and then... You know, I've got that out of my system. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's just something more I enjoy to do. I have I have an eye, I guess, a flair. But um, you know, I always I do get decorators to help me too with ideas and bounce things off of them. Right. And when you put that much work into something, a home like that, and selling it must have you know you must have felt some pressure. You wanted to get the right price for it. You wanted to go to the right people. Yeah, for sure. And and also. You know, sometimes when you're viewing homes and you're like, what was this person thinking when they, you know, painted that wall tomato orange, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and so, you know, there's that little bit of, of pride and, you know, like, are people going to like what I've done with the space? You know, that kind of thing, right? So yeah. um, I guess that was a bit of trepidation on my part there. Well, congratulations on the sale, Helena, your town home. You're very happy with it, and uh, you're very happy working with uh, Johnny Smartpoint. Uh, uh, and uh, what about, uh, what would you say to other people who are thinking of selling their home and uh, are, are thinking, are looking for a realtor? Uh, would you recommend John Carlson? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. So it's, yep. it's, as, sim- it's as simple as that. A big yes. Yeah, I do, and I and I have recommended him to other people as well, and I'll, I will be using him for my next transaction as well. Oh, well, that's great. Well, best of luck with all all the new things in your life, and uh, congratulations on the sale. Thanks, Helena. Thank you. Thanks, Martin. Take care. This is Vancouver Consumer. That was Helena, and uh, she has just sold her town home in Pitt Meadows with the help of John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. And you can uh, call... 
John yourself at 604-612-0080 or send him an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. So John, that was a pretty fast sale. Uh, were you surprised by that? Uh no. Um, and, you know, thank you, Helena. It was great working with you again. And, I, you know, honestly, I think my favorite part of doing this program every couple of weeks is hearing from happy clients who take the time to talk to you, Martin. So, you know, thanks for coming uh, on the on the program, Helena, and sharing that. But no, I wasn't at all surprised. I think Helena doesn't give herself enough credit. She, um, her, her townhouse showed fantastic. She, you know, has a way of making a place look great. And so uh, even though the market had kind of slowed down a bit, um, you know, I wasn't surprised that it sold quick. We were, she used the word cautiously optimistic. And I think that's how we both felt. Although maybe I was a little more optimistic than her just because, um, you know, I knew how great the place was, but it was kind of interesting because we've been talking about her maybe listing her place for a few months. And then there was a sale of a same layout unit in her complex. And it was a pretty strong sale. And we thought, oh, wow, that looks really good. And she said, I'm going to get my place ready. And then before we got ready, there was a second unit like hers. And it was all done up as well inside, showed really well. And it had an even stronger sale price. But, you know, that was kind of where the market started to turn a little bit. And we've been talking in this program for, what, a month or two now about how, hey, there's changes coming. And, you know, we've been, and, and they're starting to manifest themselves. And so the, the activity in certain segments started to drop. And so our conversations that we were having, you know, Helena was originally thinking, well, I'll list end of April, early May. Well, we decided to list closer to mid-April. And not that I ever rush anybody, but I said, you know, hey, if you're ready, sooner might be better than later. And, um, you know, we had an open house and we had the showings and all the comments were wonderful. But but the thing that I noticed was I was thinking, you know, two months ago, we probably would have had twice as many showings. And who knows, we might have had twice as many offers. But Wednesday night, when the offers did come in, we had three very solid offers. And, um, uh, you know, they were it, it turned out that we beat both of those other previous sales and she's got the all time highest sale price in that complex. And she deserves it because man did it ever show great i mean the kitchen that she did and you know the the, the appliances the flooring and she really has a decorator's touch and this was a this is a townhouse built in the 90s and she made it feel a little bit more like a you know like a 10 year old or five year old place not a 25 year old place and and so credit to her and you know i was just lucky to to be working for her and it's always nice to work for people that i've already worked for in the past and it's nice to hear you know nice uh, comments like that. So again, Helena, awesome. I thank you for working with me and I thank you for the recommendations you've given other people to give me a call. Congratulations to Helena working with uh, Johnny Smartpoint, John Carlson. And we're going to talk about the market uh, coming up, but also listening to Helena, it really proves the point of how important it is to, to show your property well. And uh, I mean, is that something that you think people kind of underestimate when they're selling a property? Sometimes, you know, that's a great question because I deal with all kinds of people and some people are so incredibly on the ball and just clean and tidy and have a decorator's touch that, you know, they're far beyond you know, my, you know, my expertise in that way. Like sometimes when I uh, throw on a tie, I'll have to ask my wife if it actually matches the shirt I'm wearing. So <laughs> I'm not particularly great when it comes to, um, you know, colors and that sort of thing, but I do know what I like when I see it. And I do recognize that, you know, a nice product. And, and she had that where, you know, sometimes other people need a little bit more coaching. When I look around and I think, okay, this is a, this is a condo, let's just say when condo buyers come in, they're really, you know, more so than a detached house. There's not 
any yard to think about. There might be a little patio, but people are really looking at, say with a condo, for instance, what what's inside those four walls? And every inch of square footage is important. Every inch of storage is important in a condo. So when I go into a, a condo and I see one that's maybe, you know, cluttered up and too much furniture, that's one area where sometimes I'll have to help people out and say, hey, look, we're competing against a lot of newer product. People are looking at countertops or looking at kitchen space. And in this particular case, I might recommend, you know, hey, throw a coat of light paint on the walls and remove maybe a third of the furniture you've got. So there's all kinds of different people out there. Some of them are way ahead of the game when it comes to preparedness for selling. Others need a little bit more help. And whatever stage of seller's at, I'm there to, you know, to tell the truth as I understand it and respectfully give them the in kind of information they need to maximize the sale. And, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, if you put things the right way, I think sellers appreciate that. And uh, again, with Helena, she's way ahead of the game. It showed like a million bucks from the minute we came in. I've got my own photo and 3D tour crew. And we came in there, we did our pictures, tours, threw it on MLS. And I always pull it up and look at it as soon as it hits. And I went, man, this thing looks awesome. So I wasn't surprised that it sold quick. Congratulations, Helena. Right. Yeah. And I guess, I guess clutter is a big problem and, uh, and people need to picture themselves in that property. And, uh, it's all, uh, it's all part of, of showing the property. And, uh, when you are selling something like that, you want to go with an expert and that's John Carlson. Uh, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. Uh, John is at john at johnnysmartpoint.com for email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And that's two ends, Johnny Smartpoint. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on with the market. If you are kind of on the fence, maybe, and you're thinking maybe you missed the market, um, things are happening. And uh, John is there on the street. He knows what's going on. And we're going to talk about some of the some of the changes that are happening in this red hot real estate market. That's all when Vancouver's consumer continues right after this. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And we're talking real estate on Vancouver Consumer with our friend John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. His phone number is 604-612-0080. It's easy to go to his website, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com. He's got lots of new listings on there. We're going to talk about that in a second. You can also email John at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, there's lots of stuff going on in this market, John. Uh, the big news was uh, a while back when they uh, bumped up the interest rates and a lot of people are wondering, is that the end of this red hot real estate market in the lower mainland? And it's funny, I've been reading the last few days, I've been looking at columns and articles about real estate, and it seems really mixed. Some of the articles uh, I, I hear realtors quoted as saying that the market is still red hot, the inventory is very low, there's not much to buy, and prices are still red hot. And then other people say, uh, we are seeing uh, a downturn. So it depends on who you talk to. And uh, well, let's, let's go to your opinion. You're on the street. What, what, what are you feeling out there? You know, that's, uh, that's the whole state of affairs right now. And you know, because I'm working every day and I'm talking to other agents in my company and other companies, that's, you know, I'm always feeling things out as well. And you know, it's funny talking to some different agents. Um, I'm hearing, and I'm saying, hey, how are you finding this listing? Or how are you finding, you know, the market in general? What's your activity like? Um, or, hey, you had an offer presentation set for Tuesday. What happened? Did you get offers? How many? And uh, so I'm always feeling things out myself, but I'm happy to report, you know, to people that 
you know, the market, this market is not over by any means. We've been talking about changes coming along and, and one of those is interest rate hikes. Um, consumer confidence is another one. Buyers, you know, are they really in as much of a panic now as they used to be with more listings hitting and, you know, press catching on that markets may be slowing down a bit. But, you know, I, I was talking to one agent just the other day and I thought he put it well. He said, you know, it's kind of sketchy. And I was talking to another agent who said, you know, kind of hit and miss. And I think, I think those are those are a couple of, of good ways of putting the market because um, you know it kind of depends on the segment that you're in. Some segments are are actually slowing down a fair bit. You know, if if you're in a segment, maybe you've got an older condominium in an area where there's an awful lot of condominiums for sale. Well, you know, it's a different feeling now when you've got a listing like that because there aren't as many buyers competing for the product, and those buyers that are out there are maybe not as eager to just throw absolutely everything they have right away at a listing. So the market is, let's remember, we're comparing against these all-time highs that, you know, there was a special kind of a recipe that went in with COVID and printing money and low interest rates and, you know, people making demographic changes because of COVID. All these things really went into a market that, and let's remember, it wasn't that long ago, two years ago, that CMHC was predicting the market would drop 18 or 20%. And it, it, you know, it went up 50% or something like that, depending on the segment. So we're comparing to an awfully hot, in fact, an all-time hot market in terms of supply and demand favoring sellers. But there have been changes. And we've been talking about that for about, what, two months now on this program, mm -hmm. every couple of weeks about, you know, the fact that things have, have changed a little bit. And I think, you know, one way I would like to, to put it maybe to the listeners is there's still a good market out there. We just heard from Helena who broke, you know, the sales record for her complex and she had a great place and we got multiple offers and unconditional offer. And that's wonderful. But there are, if you take a look at it, you know, if you go on MLS and you're, you're thinking of selling, you probably do this. You probably go on, uh, you know, realtor.ca and take a look at some of the listings in your area. Well, you'll probably see that there's a lot of, there's more of them now and some of them have been around a while and some of them maybe had a low price and then they increased the price because maybe they were expecting multiple offers and the price to go way higher and they didn't quite get the push they, they, they expected. So it can be a little bit hit and miss. And one way I, I would put it to listeners is, you know, prices, they haven't changed all that much. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, uh, the statistics to come out for, for April, they will soon. And that'll be kind of interesting to see. But I just do know anecdotally that, um, you know, the, some of the, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the froth or the extra excitement or the, the panic premium kind of coming out of the market where, you know, maybe there aren't as many buyers who have lost in multiple bid situations over and over and over. And so they're not as panicked. But, you know, prices, when the market changes, and, and quite frankly, I'll be straightforward, I think most segments were due for pricing to start to relax a little bit in a lot of these segments. And you got to remember that it doesn't just happen automatically. It's something that that kind of ratchets its way down. The same way prices ratcheted their way up relatively quickly when there was all the pressure in the market. Well, when the pressure starts to ease, sellers find they have to be a little bit more competitive to get the buyers. And so, you know, they start to change their strategies or maybe price reductions or list a little bit, you know, more uh, more conservatively. Because when it comes right down to it in the real estate market, Prices are not determined by sellers. Prices are determined by buyers. Buyers ha have to have a willingness and an ability to pay a certain degree of pricing. And, and when we look at interest rates going up, um, the ability side of things of the equation starts to diminish because, you know, if, if obviously if you can't borrow as much money for your given income level and credit score, you don't have as much ammunition to go fight with. And um, 
right now, I would say we're, we're in a market where the next month or two or three are probably going to be relatively stable because there are a number of buyers with these interest rate guarantees that are held for a while. But as the higher rates kick in, buyers will have less ability. And then there's the willingness side where, you know, again, buyers might not be as panicked anymore because they're reading the tea leaves of the market and recognizing that, hey, you know, we're, we might not be pushing up anymore. We might have crested over that hill and we might be a balanced market or we might be a declining market. And only time will tell on that. So back to your question, it kind of depends on the segment that you're in. And that's why you need, I think, a, a good agent to help interpret your segment of the market and give you an idea of what's been happening lately and what you're likely to be up against in the near future. And I guess that's where I come in. John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website, uh, J-O-H-N-N-Y smartpoint.com. You can also email John at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And the one thing in talking to you all these years is you definitely don't want to come across as a high pressure salesman. You're not that kind of realtor and you, you have a lot of clients you work with over long periods of time and, uh, and, and you don't want them to rush into anything that they're not ready for. But do you sort of feel like you, you're in a bit of a, a pocket now that is, say, if, if somebody was thinking about selling, that you might encourage them now to maybe take that leap at this time in the next few months? You know, definitely. Um, I, you know, I have my own thoughts on the market and I don't, I don't decide, obviously no realtor decides what the market's going to do, but I follow it pretty closely, obviously. And and one thing that was kind of funny, I almost laughed when Helena, you know, on the, on the first segment was what was talking and she said that I wasn't overly slick. And I thought, boy, that's, that's true. <laughs> um, in terms of, you know, I don't, I don't dress like I'm going to the Academy Awards. I'm presentable and I just try to be uh, straightforward and honest and I tell clients all the time, my job is to tell you the truth as I see it 100% of the time, knowing that I might not be perfect. Well, I'm not perfect, but a good agent should have a good enough grasp of the market to be able to deliver some good, relevant information. And, and lately talking to people, for instance, I just met with a couple of, a couple of days ago and they're thinking of relocating to a different province and they're thinking, geez, you know, we, we've got a secondary place to go. Should we buy first and then sell, or should we sell first? And you know, I'm the last person to pressure anyone. Um, but, you know, I did point out that, well, hey, if you buy, uh, you might find that a month or two down the road that we're in a little bit of a different market. So, you know, keep all these sorts of things in mind. And I never pressure or rush anyone, but I do have a number of clients who have been thinking about selling, uh, you know, for, for, a, for a period of time. They're wondering, hey, is the market still good? Did I miss it? Uh, you know, would I be better off selling sooner rather than later? And And in my opinion, you know, if someone has a place to go and maybe, you know, nobody wants to be homeless and out on the street. But if you're thinking of downsizing and cashing in that big uh, nest egg of your principal residence and downsizing, my gut tells me that we've probably seen and we're in the, the zone right now where we're probably near peak pricing for the next little while, given the fact that interest rates are going up and the government signaling uh, moves that are still somewhat vague and in terms of bringing pricing under control by ways of, say, cooling off periods and all these things. I think there's political will, there's an economic forecast, um, and there's just kind of buyer fatigue and all those things together are going to say, hey, you know what, maybe this freakishly hot market has, has run its course. Maybe we're going to be in a little bit more of a balanced market and who knows, maybe the market will start to deflate a little bit in terms of pricing. So long answer short, yeah, if you're thinking of selling, you might want to talk to somebody like me um, to get the full picture. And uh, it might make sense for you to be on the market sooner rather than later. 
This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. We're talking to John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, the man to talk to if you're you're thinking of, of selling a home, and uh, you can also send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, one of the things that we've talked about a lot in the past year is the lack of available properties to buy, and that has been a problem. But I'm noticing on your website, um, there's a lot of new listings, and that's that's kind of a promising sign. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, I want to, I, I always qualify this. I don't want to make it seem like the market's collapsing or anything like that. It's still a really strong market in terms of, uh, in terms of supply and demand. In a lot of segments, there are not a lot of homes to look at. All I'm suggesting is that the panic might've kind of receded and that those panic premiums that might've been in the market might not be there anymore. But when I take a listing now, I try to give my sellers really good advice in terms of pricing because, you know, how you position yourself sets the expectation level, you know, like, why can't you get $10 million for a certain home? Well, because the homes priced like that are usually bigger, better, newer and better locations. So you have to understand that, that you may not, uh, you know, you don't have to sell to everybody, but understand what your strengths are so you can identify who that potential buyer is and then identify what their other choices are because buyers are comparison shoppers. So I've got some good listings that are priced well. They're going to sell. It's not going to take a long time for them. They're priced right. One of them, I'll be quick. I've got a little rental. Uh, rentals allowed or live in it. It's a little studio apartment, 495 square feet in Poco. Go to my website. It's three ninety nine nine. Saturday, I'm going to have an open house on 209A Street in Willoughby Heights in Langley. This is a beautiful two-story with a basement and a suite. It shows like new. It's 1.899. I've got a house open on Sunday in Sunshine Hills in Delta on Elk Place, and it's listed at 1.55 in a cul-de-sac, and it's a 1980-era home that's beautifully renovated and all that sort of stuff. And I've got a building lot with a house that could either be substantially renovated or torn down on Stride. And it's listed at 1.3. And this is a great little spot in Burnaby if you want to build your dream house with a little lane house in the back. Go to my website and check out all these listings. They're priced well. And um, we're going to do a good job for these sellers and get them sold. Yeah, and you've got some some open houses coming up. So you can come by and, and uh, say hello to Johnny Smartpoint. Yeah, you get a lot of available. Do, so you got a lot of people saying, hey, I heard you on the radio. You know, I do sometimes and it's great. It feels good. So any listeners who want to come and see me, check out my open houses and come and say hi, if you like, for sure. I'd love to see you. That's great. We're talking to Johnny Smartpoint, uh, John Carlson, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. If you want to go to that, uh, that website and you will see all of those listings and you can see all the times that you can see those properties, you can also uh, send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And John is also uh, still one of those people who likes to use the phone. Uh, and you can phone him at 604-612-0080. And John, I think it's an interesting time in this market. And uh, we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. We'll see uh, see what's, what's going on. We'll check in because I think things are changing quickly. And uh, if you would like to d just talk to John, give him a call and, and perhaps you can, uh, you know, start the ball rolling uh, and uh, have a great rest of the weekend, John. And we will uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Looking forward to our next meeting, Martin. Thank you. Right on. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. And up next on Vancouver Consumer, I've got some This Week in Vancouver history and something that happened 63 years ago this week that involved a, tri a love triangle and a noose.
That's next. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And it was this week in Vancouver history that something very monumental happened. It was April 28th, 1959. The last person ever to be executed in British Columbia would die by hanging at Ocala Prison in Burnaby. Leo Anthony Mantha was 31 years old, and he was found guilty in the murder of his lover, a sailor named Aaron Jenkins. Mantha killed him after Jenkins told him that he was going to leave Mantha and marry his girlfriend. According to an account in the Vancouver province, Mantha, quote, came into the bleak little concrete room looking frozen and expressionless, saying nothing, unquote. His final hours were spent quietly. His final meal was a T-bone steak for dinner, a cigarette, and a mild sedative. The execution took place in an elevator shaft at the prison, which had been modified as a gallows, and it was all under the watch of a federal hangman. And yes, that was a job in 1959, being a federal hangman. The hangman put a strap around his legs, pulled a black cloth over his head, and then the noose. From there, the hangman pulled a lever on the floor, and that was it. Ocala Prison opened in Burnaby in 1912 and was the site of every prison execution in BC since 1919. By the 1950s, capital punishment was still legal, but public opinion was changing. In fact, even Ocala's warden, Hugh Christie, was against it. Jean Howarth, the reporter who covered it for the Vancouver province, would later say that her editors at first didn't want a woman to cover the story. But she insisted, even though she was also against capital punishment herself. Execution in Canada was finally abolished in 1976. And even though other prisoners were sentenced to death here in British Columbia after Mantha's hanging in 1959, all of them would have their sentences commuted. So Leo Anthony Mantha would go down in history as the last person ever executed in prison in BC. That was 1959, this week in Vancouver history. Still to come, should Vancouver put video surveillance cameras up all over the city to prevent crime? Well, city council doesn't think so. That's when Vancouver Consumer comes back right after this. I'm Martin Strong. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.